our turn. Welcome to the Women of Gaming podcast. Hello. Hey guys, how is Hi. everyone? Hello, hello. Episode. How is everyone? Mm-hmm. I hope everyone's good. Good, good, good. I have a Episode picture 13. of my background. This I love your background. This is my newest commander, so. Oh, that's sweet. What's her, I'm what's her name? Building DK what's her, attractions. Yeah, what is, what is it? What's her name? DK, Finder of the Lost. That's um, kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Is that an unset card? I don't recognize it. Is an it. Yeah, it's card. an unset card. Oh, okay. That would explain it. That's going to be a lot of fun in Commander for sure. I saw how much fun you guys were having at the Infinity Draft. Oh, gosh. Ridiculous. I want to go to the Infinity Draft so bad. Well, the box, I think right now, is retailing for like just a little over $100. So it, it'll be easy if we all want to pitch in, get a box, and do a draft because that would be fun. Hi, John. That would be fun. Y'all, y'all have fun with that. After my uh, recent commander deck buy, I'm still a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did watch a whole video on that mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, what is it? Who's the, I'm a wizard. I'm an old wizard. That guy. Uh, Harry he just... Potter? No. No, no not Blaze. The... Hi, Blaze. The YouTuber, the ma- magic YouTuber. There's professor? a professor. Oh, the professor. Oh, oh, professor. Wizard. Wizard. There you go. There you go. It's one of those. I don't know who he is. Uh, yeah, he was just, he did a deep dive in talking about um, why the LGS pricing is like this, that, and the other. And it was like, we were promised this much product and we actually got this much product. And that's why we had to do this. And so it makes it look like, Everything is bad, and everything is bad on the LGS, and it's not really the LGS's fault, and it's really Wizard's fault, etc. That's just my quick wrap up on that. So, okay. <laughs> that's a good wrap up. Yeah, that's yeah. Good, good to know. Yeah. I'm really struggling over here tonight, guys. I uh, I finally <laughs> finished setting up my dual screens, so I've got oh, my yeah, camera like directly nice. in front of me, but everyone is on this side, and then our agenda is on this side, and I'm over here swiveling like a psycho. You know, I thought about doing stack screens and then I realized I wouldn't have a place to put the ring light if I did that. And also trying to play dream light all the way up here wouldn't be fun. Oh, you know what you could do? You know, they have some of those monitors that are that swivel. And so yeah, you mine do that. put the swiveling one on the agenda. <laughs> I'll have to do that are next Are you giggling time. at me? <laughs> no, she's laughing at me because I'm a swivel. 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 <laughs> well, ladies, here today, this week, we've got episode 13, Unlucky. Uh, we got Halloween coming up around the corner. So later, we're going to be talking about some spooky games. Yes. We're also going to talk about The Legend of Vox Machina Season 2. I should have oh, worn my Vox, my Vox shirt today. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We are going to get into a little bit of a controversial topic with is Commander killing Magic the Gathering as a whole? We teased that a little bit last week. But speaking of controversy, it's always controversial when you talk about the ban list. Nikki, tell us more about that. All right. So recently, um, the ban list has been updated in Standard and Modern. Um, well, the first one that we have banned is going to be Meat Hook Massacre. It's for standard. 
Um, if you're familiar with Meat Hook Massacre, it's it's a pretty gnarly card. It can sweep boards instantly. Um, and then in Modern, we have Yorion, the Sky Nomad, which is a blue-white card. And it's not mostly played in the um, in the deck, but rather being played as a companion, mm-hmm. uh, for those who are familiar with the companion mechanic. Um, a lot of this is sparking a lot of controversy because, uh, for example, Yorion, uh, companion in general, the mechanic, and this is my feelings on it too, is, is kind of a mistake. Uh, they can't backpedal on it. It's an addition to the deck. So if you are having, if you have a sixty card deck with a companion, you have a sixty one card deck. That's an advantage. You pay to put it in your hand. You pay to play it. Um, and Meat Hook Massacre. The prices have been going just plummeted on the card because it's out of the standard format now. So yeah, it's down um, to fifty bucks now. Yeah. If it down to fifty, what was it before? I. Uh, I traded one in at my LGS for store credit at like 65, maybe two or three months ago. Okay. So, Sammy, let me ask you this. Obviously, Nikki's not a fan of the companion mechanic. Uh, is there a way to fix that? Or should they just should they just do a blanket ban? Companion cards are banned you know, in all formats and sweep it under the rug. You know what, I I, my, I stand with Nikki on this one. I, I kind of feel like this was something very similar to the eminence mechanic in, in Commander. Um, it's just something that shouldn't have been printed, but they did it anyways. Um, then again, you know, Wizard says they won't do things, and then they end up doing things later on. And, you know, it's... But the companion... Like, I played um, Luca Fires when I was uh, playing on MTG Arena during the pandemic, and Urian was one, and that was before they had the three the three uh, colorless costs to put it in your hand. Um, and the Luca Fires deck was bonkers at, with Urian as the companion. Um, but I also feel like this kind of quickens up the modern format a little bit too because the Urian pile deck which I know a lot of people were saying why ban Urian just ban Omnath instead um the four color Omnath uh because he was a problem um he's always a problem yeah exactly right (laughs) wait till he walks through a swamp um so uh I feel like this would give an opportunity more for Boros Burn and, you know, Mono Red to get back in there as a format. Their reason for banning the card was because it slowed down the format. That's pretty much the reason why, is because there was too much Azorius control uh, with Urian, and that extra 20 cards makes a massive difference, especially Mm -hmm. if you're drawing so many cards, drawing in more counterspells, more board wipes, you know, stuff like that. and, you know, I kind of stand with Nikki on the companion and mechanic. I'm, I'm not too big of a fan of it, aside from the fact that I made day two on an open in MTG Arena with it. But um, okay. I, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. It it, it, pro- it provides a lot of inconsistency. Uh, so. It does. I mean, look what it, it like, just companion in general, uh, they, they outright banned Lutri for... Uh, yeah, before Commander. it was even released. Before it was released, because yeah. that ability was pretty broken. Um, every card in a commander deck is going to be a different card, different named card, aside from lands. 
that's Singleton. Another card. Like, so that was already like, okay, well, that's easy. And now you get to, what was it? Copy spells? Is that literally, is it copy? I know it's something. Uh, I, I, think it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I just think having an additional card you have access to and it sits in its special little place and doesn't have to be drawn out of your 60 or your 99 is kind of stupid. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> Des, what, what, the Meat Hook Massacre, what was there a reason for banning that one, and do you agree with it? Uh, I don't remember the actual reason that they banned it. Let's go um, down here. Do you guys remember exactly why it was banned? Yeah, so the, the if you don't mind, I'm sorry. The Meat Hook Massacre was banned because it was a very, or is, well, no, was, a very, no, is, yeah, it, it, very, <laughs> is. it is a very solid black card. <laughs> it's just, it basically, there's a lot of like weenie decks or creature decks right now in standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the addition of Liliana of the Veil and the combination of Meat Hook Massacre, mm-hmm. that's a deadly combo, man. And they're not going to, they're not going to ban Liliana of the Veil instead. No. You know, Liliana, yeah. that's like the poster child for magic. Yeah, nope. yeah they can never yeah. get rid of Lily. Um, on the bright side, it's affordable in Commander. <laughs> so, you know, Meat I, Hook Massacre reads, um, when a Meat Hook Massacre enters the battlefield, each creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. Whenever creature you control dies, each opponent loses a life. Whenever creature an opponent controls dies, you gain one life. And it costs X, black, black. Um, it's very easy to pay into that and just totally wipe things your board if you have a bunch of tokens or baby creatures etc like it's why didn't yeah. they just make it black xx i think that may have solved the issue if they would have done it that way instead of making it black black x oh paying double into the x maybe yeah. mm-hmm. i'm I think just so. that might well, have the cost of it might have affected it but I don't, I don't think I ever remember a case where they reprint cards and change the cost. Did you have a thought, Des? Um, no, I was just thinking about whether or not I agreed about Meat Hook being banned. And I think in a standard format where your your life total is starting at 20, um, mm-hmm. it's understandable because you're, you're starting lower and it's harder to get the creatures out. You know, if you're sitting down to a commander game, then you have a better chance of getting out the recursion and then being able to pay into it because you have more rounds to pull out the mana. So I, I can definitely see why they would pick standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Well, let's talk about, this is going to be a little bit controversial. So if you guys are, if you're easily triggered, this may be the time to turn away. I'm just kidding. Stay put because you're going to enjoy this. We've been looking forward to this conversation for about Don't a week. go. Don't go. Or as I tell don't my wife, please you. don't leave me. Um, <laughs> I bet she hears that 10 times every day. Uh, maybe, maybe 10 times a week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not so, that bad. Nah. MTG rocks came out with an article about players are enraged that commander also known as Zelda dragon Highlander. Is, that format is ruining all of magic. The gathering. And then we're going to take a look at the outline real quick. And I think we should take these point by point a little bit. Uh, is the GoFundMe still active? Yes, absolutely it is. Let me I think John's ahead. here. My dog just barked. Oh, okay. 
Let's see. If you would like to go help out these wonderful, awesome ladies and everything they do, definitely go check out GoFundMe.com slash F slash Women of Gaming Podcast. We were so close to hit our goal. And then all of a sudden it became uh, a little bit stagnant. So um, that that's unfortunate, but we're really, really so close to hitting that goal. So if you want to help out this awesome content that you guys are getting for free, please go ahead and donate. Tell your friends. Also, uh, how close are we now, Sammy, on the Women of uh, Pokemon Facebook page? I think we're just one away from. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're at- yeah. And, and I would encourage um, any of our ladies or any of our, you know, that are men or if anybody you guys want to. Yeah, literally anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to find words. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to do like unboxing videos, um, I, d- I deeply encourage it. I know there's a new uh, release like a, the tins tomorrow for Lost Origins. So if you guys pick those up. Um, I would definitely recommend, you know, filming a video of you on, uh, you know, unboxing and absolutely you know, you could post it. that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, at deck tech too, for those of us who are just getting into Pokemon, um, I'm, I'm dumb as heck when it comes to trying to build a Pokemon deck. I can build a magic deck all day, Stop it. but when it comes to constructing Pokemon, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I drafted Pokemon once and it was like blah, but yeah, so. Okay. Well, according so to. I just checked. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, please go right ahead. I was saying, I just checked the numbers on Women of Pokemon and we are at 98. So we are a whopping two members away from our first giveaway. Woohoo! So if you know anybody that likes Pokemon and likes learning about them, likes chatting, whatever the case may be, send them our way. Mm-hmm. It's just Women of Pokemon. Okay, so Nandro keeps asking about draft. Are we talking about drafting a Pokemon? This was was several years ago when Tier 1 was at their old location. We drafted, uh, not Evolving Skies, but the one that came that was like something Skies with a Shaman in it, and I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Somebody help me. Yeah, we drafted it, and oh. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's a that's a friend of mine. Um, he's been trying to donate to the GoFundMe. He he's also binge watched all of our episodes until now. Thank the last you. Day. Very nice. Um, we and he's you. building he's building a a, a lady ladies uh, Dihada deck. So he's uh, <laughs> we're Dihada things. Yeah. <laughs> so in our honor. <laughs> okay. So thank you. Gotcha. All right. Roaring well, skies. Thank you. Okay, so uh, Des is going to look into the GoFundMe issue right now, or she's not looking into it right now, but she will be looking into it. So we'll probably make an announcement on all of our social media platforms to let you know when that is back up and running or fixed. I don't know if it's an issue on our end or if it's an issue on GoFundMe's end, but uh, we'll get that straight. We'll definitely get that straightened out. And we want to tell you guys, thank you again so much for all your awesome support. And we're so close to hitting that goal for the GoFundMe. So Hell yes. Thank you again and so much. And quick side note, if you're watching on Twitch, if you decide to subscribe to our channel, um, all of the the, uh, the Twitch is going to go to the actual organization. So you'll mm-hmm. be donating to the organization, which would be phenomenal. And I have really, really oh, yeah. exciting news that I can't hold back because I just found it. But we have officially hit 15... 116 members in our Women of Magic the Gathering. I knew we were getting close to it, but 
I forgot and then just remembered right now. So we're going to be doing a big giveaway for that. Real big giveaway. A real big giveaway. Do people the like biggest. judge foils? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like judge foils, uh, like judge layers. Has, oh, yes. Graciously going to donate a, uh, a judge foil to the giveaway. So. Hopefully soon I can make that to judge ladies. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. <laughs> All right, so what is going on with this Commander issue? Why is Commander ruining Magic the Gathering? All right, so let's scroll down a little bit with this article. And there's a lot of screenshots of Twitter or tweets yes. in here. You can see the tweets and kind of get an idea of what people are feeling on it. Now, you can't get any kind of feelings off of Twitter. Stop lying. Yeah, you can. I see the feels in the text. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have a really, really bad relationship with Twitter. But go ahead, Nikki. I apologize. No, oh no. I I, uh, I actually have almost like a non-existent relationship with Twitter. <laughs> it's not my generation. <laughs> uh, that's more like uh, I think Dylan's like seven years younger. But uh, let's take a um, look into this here. So we have um, a tweet here that says. It up. So it's a tweet by at MTG mm -hmm. bot. I assume the HOF stands for Hall of Fame. I always thought Planeswalkers were the worst thing to ever happen to Magic the Gathering, but I think they have finally been overtaken by Commander. Come okay, ahead. Boomer. Yeah. If, you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're old enough to remember Planeswalkers being the worst thing to happen to Magic, I mean, come on, bro. Um, the next tweet stated, uh, it is kind of flavorful, though. It was innocuous at first, some people doing their own thing. Because remember, this isn't a uh, legal standard format or a legal um, wizards format mm -hmm. or magic format. Um, but then it came and started taking over. New cards were made for Commander, not Standard. They started internally playtesting for it instead. Tournaments died. Commander is Phyrexia. Okay. That, wow, that that's a by the way to put it. That's, Just a tiny bit. A, I like it. Yeah. I like the drama. <laughs> All right, and then we have another reply to MTG Hall of Fame bot's tweet. Uh, Jose Lopez replied, Commander and, and the vocal elements of the EDH player base are literally hurting the game in both covert and overt ways. And I, I took that one from you for a second, Nikki, because I oh, no. have been a vocal proponent of how content creators, while also pushing the format, have really also done a lot of harm to the format and in turn have done a lot of uh, damage to uh, the game in general. Now, is it destroying magic? I don't know. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. But there is some logic in what uh, Mr. Lopez has put in this tweet with commander and vocal elements of the EDG, EDH player base. Yeah, I, I would agree a lot with that. All righty. The very last tweet, or not last, but um, in this section, uh, EDH is a plaque that needs to be removed. Let the format grow through normal sets. I think this guy meant plague, right? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Commander brought way more people in the MTG. 
<laughs> I don't know if they're necessarily clowns or not, uh, Papa, but they definitely are v- being very short-sighted, I think. because uh, I have a yeah. feeling these people have not even touched Commander with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. I mean, there's so. a big stigma attached to Commander because it's not a super competitive format. You know, they don't have giant tournaments for it. It's not, a, you know, money driver as far as tournaments go. But, I mean, for me personally, the reason I enjoy Commander so much more than the other formats is because up until, you know, just a few days ago, we had this massive collection of cards that sat there literally doing nothing um, because they were either banned or they weren't meta. They weren't being used properly um, or not used properly, but they just weren't popular cards. But with Commander, I can go back and use anything because they don't rotate out. And I don't see the the uh, downside of that. I'm sorry, my brain's not working. No, you're totally fine. No, uh, there's a lot of logic to what you're saying there. But Sammy, I would also surmise that before EDH and maybe even into the beginning of EDH, and I would love to get yours and Nikki's response really quick, that Magic the Gathering was a very exclusive club. And if you could only afford the best cards in standard or modern, then you didn't want to play. Because not only was uh, stuff rotating in and out, but it was really expensive to play and be competitive without getting beat down. Oh, I don't know yeah. about that. I mean, popper um, is a format for a reason. Yeah, popper yeah. is not for cheap. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is cheap, and uh, I've played popper before, and I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, but so popper uh, decks cost like twenty bucks to make. It really much. depends on how much your your comments are. Yeah. So I have, I feel like I want to say a little bit more. What does this comment say? CEDH. NEDH should be separate and CEDH is cancerous. It's 20K decks where you win three to four turns or faster sometimes. I played Commander for 10 years. Plus, uh, CEDH shouldn't be a thing. It ruins casual play with the intermediate players that don't like to. I honestly, you know what? I wholeheartedly agree with that comment. I don't feel like CEDH should even be anywhere near Commander. Um, I just feel like anybody who plays CDH should just go build a modern deck, build vintage, build legacy, and just be competitive that way and win by turn two, you know? So, yeah. because I have i can't tell you when, when we went to a Command Fest, Nikki, there were CEDH players poaching those pods. Oh, yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Play. And then they were going in with friends yeah. to who will help them and then they're like through so they could get more um, tickets. Yeah, exactly. These pushes everywhere you go. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's it's a command um, a Magic Fest Las Vegas before Command Fest happened wasn't too bad because it was just the 50 ticks and then everybody got something when they won. Um, but it, in Command Fest, it was different. Uh, or, no, everybody got something regardless of winning or losing. Sorry. But at Command Fest, it was different. Um, and I just, I don't get the CDH. I just really don't. Go play Modern. Like, okay. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to be rude, but you're ruining the format for the rest of us. So, I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Nikki, before we, I, I do want to hear your thoughts on CEDH, but 
there's definitely uh, this this one here. Let's get to this one next because I know uh, Nikki's got some things to say about this particular tweet. But let's hear your thoughts on CDEDH real quick, and then let's. I definitely want to address this tweet. All right. So the tweet says, "Would have been fine if Watsi just let it be. It's not entirely the fault of the format simply existing. They just had to commercialize it." Um, and the tweet underneath. Oh, sorry. The reply. Yeah, for sure. It's not all about the format. It's it at all. Just what Wizards has done to the game overall because EDH is existence. I go go ahead, Nikki. Okay, so and what I wanted to talk about was really heavily going into this. So I came in as a uh, commander player. I first learned through um, first picked up this game through Commander. And I uh, came in and around the time of War of the Spark. So that's when they had this huge explosion of planeswalkers, etc. Now, um, I can see how people are saying uh, this, like, magic is getting ruined by Commander players because it has turned into a divide. You have Commander players and the rest of the Magic players. And you have Watsi going, here, Commander players, take all this freaking product. And then you have the other players, they get really nothing. Let's yeah, yeah I don't ever see anything that comes out that's not geared toward the other formats. And so uh, it's ruining the format in the way that it's just, it's being commercialized. Everything is being pushed towards commander players. Everything is being catered to for commander players. The commander go player goes, and then all of a sudden fucking whole breacher gets banned or something. Like yeah. that's that. And my friend had come up with a theory that um Watsi is trying to make Commander so silly. Because it just keeps getting sillier the, and sillier. Look with at the all infinity, these right? That, yeah, look at all these unset cards that are in Commander now. Um, or Commander Legal. Like they're trying to make it sillier and sillier and sillier until mm. it's turned into a joke. Uh, and it's not taken seriously anymore. And then when it's not taken seriously anymore, <sighs> and the um, commander committee has no power. Watsi will swoop in and finally pick up Commander as its own format and save the day. And I was just like, I actually think that that is something that Watsi is trying to do. Just kind of turn Commander into a joke because it can be competitively viable if they pushed it in that direction, but they don't. Look at all the cards that they put in, in Commander. It is I'm, like I'm building DK right now. That's a joke. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I, I have to agree with uh, Papa here. At the end of the day, they have a business to run, and Commander's by far the most popular format. Yeah, oh, yeah. I could not agree with that statement more. Yeah. I don't blame sure. Wizards of the Coast for making a profit off of the format. Uh, but It's just kind of rude to shit on the people who help start you get there. Like Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. 100%. But, but Des, let me ask you this, because another reason they talk about why uh, Commander is 
uh, killing the format is now we have sets, whether it was Commander Legends or what was the last one that's kind of D&D based. But now they have full blown sets, not just Commander decks that are being dedicated to the Commander format. Do you think that's part of an issue, too, or? Um, I mean, yes and no. It, I think that the amount of attention that is shown to a format that they don't personally own, but they don't have any kind of regulation over, um, is obnoxious to the other formats. But I, I don't think that Commander is going to ruin magic or that Commander is ruining magic unless it's Watsy doing it. It's like my opinion. I think ruin is the bad is not the right word. It's dividing. So I want to put it into that's fair because I know Nando is in the chat. I think for World of Warcraft players, um, look at where World of Warcraft is now. They made things. I don't want to say silly, but without trying to offend anybody, they they dumbed down how to play the game so much because it was a lot harder to play before. Kind of like... Wait, what? Um, yeah, so the mechanics of the game were a lot harder in, in earlier World of Warcraft than it is now. Oh, World of Warcraft. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I missed that part. I apologize. <laughs> I, I'm doing a comparison here, Bill. <laughs> My apologies. So if you look at World of Warcraft now, there's World of Warcraft Classic that you can play, and there's regular retail World of Warcraft because you have the easier version, which they're retailing. And then you have those hardcore players in the past who, are, who have made such a big split and had a big enough voice that they get to play all the classic games again with all the, the challenges that came with. And so that's what I think is happening to Magic now. It's not so much ruined, but it's a split. It's a divide. And instead of blanketing everything under magic, it's going to split into like uh, old magic, commander magic. Okay, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of agree with uh, Sammy a little bit because I don't necessarily think ruin is the correct word. Divide is a good word to use there, but I would also uh, you know agree also, with Sammy in the fact that. No, no, I, no I'm, stop rushing me. Let me get there. Just like a woman, I was trying to rush it. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say, the part that I agree with Sammy on, is that there's also a subdivision of CEDH versus EDH, and you know, casual versus competitive. So I think that's a big issue as well. Oh yeah, it's now, itself. Right, exactly. So, yeah. but. Let, let's talk about this one here, the decline of paper standard. And there's a couple of tweets. Uh, if there's no interest in standard as a paper format, then Pioneer should be leading the way in terms of entry as a paper format into MTG. Yeah. I could not disagree with that more. I think you start the way I started with the three, uh, the free uh, 40 card decks at your local LGS or the, uh, the game nights pre-constructed uh, product. Now, I, I will also say this, the decline of paper standard, in my opinion, had nothing to do really with EDH. It did it to itself. It yeah, okay. it did it with the arena. It had the pandemic <laughs> had to do yeah. with that. Yeah, and like as far as paper standard is go goes, to me personally, I don't feel like there's been a solid 
uh, standard format since uh, the original Innistrad, uh, Innistrad and Return to Ravnica. That's That was a solid format to me, um, especially since that's where I started. Um, but, and I played standard a lot back then too. Um, and it was great until RTR rotated. Um, but as far as like standard is concerned, arena ruined standard as far as like paper is concerned. Um, I, I would never touch standard with a 10 foot pole anymore unless it, you know, unless I was playing arena. Um, but a lot of that I think had to do with the pandemic, which brings up the other point that I made um, in the last episode was the fact that Commander quite literally saved Paper Magic throughout the pandemic mm -hmm. um, because we were still able to play on um, on Spell Table and and um, Zoom, Zoom and we were still buying exact yeah we were still buying cards. Um, I remember you know like I said last last episode I dropped almost three grand on Icoria, you know, and that was at the tail beginning of the the or the very very beginning of the pandemic. Um, so that was. <laughs> where most of my, no, all of my unemployment money went towards paper magic, definitely. Um, yeah. So I think that's, when I hear other people complain about how commander's ruining magic, like I agree with Nikki, it's dividing it rather than ruining it. But I think Watsi has a lot to do with that because they keep putting out secret layers. They keep putting out, you know, the, the Warhammer commander decks that are collector, you know, the collectible ones. Um, or just like here, commander players, we know you'll spend money on this foil stuff. You should. So maybe that's it. where the problem actually lies then. Maybe it's not I, truly with Watsi, but with the players themselves who keep going after all of these gimmicks. You know, maybe I once we stop falling into the traps of collector this and collector that and yeah. limited yeah. editions. <laughs> so just, I think it's like just the, a, the shiny, you know. Well, for, I mean, you can trace it back all back to a singular product that started swaying in the way of commander players that was very eye-opening, and that was the Walking Dead secret lair. That's some oh, bullshit yeah. right there. That, that is where it all kind of fucking started. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would agree that that's where it started, but I still am in the minority. I've made my opinion on that really quick. So yeah, we, we, we need to wrap this up and move on, but let's put a fine, let's put a bow on top of it for everybody. 30 seconds or less. Des, is it hurting or ruining? Uh, is Commander ruining or hurting uh, MTG? I don't think so. Nikki? I think. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I apologize. No, that was my 30 seconds. Go, Nikki, go. <laughs> um, I think so. Look at the way they price gouge Commander players at Magic 30. Oh. Sammy? Oh, uh, I think I'm kind of in the middle. I, I, I have I see both sides. Um, do I think it's ruining? No. Do I think it's dividing like Nikki said? Yeah. Um, but I think Watsi has a lot to do with that. I really don't think it's the players um, because, you know, those players that have money would throw money at Vintage or Legacy instead, you know, okay. so for sure. Uh, my, my final thoughts on it, I think Commander saved Magic the Gathering. And if anything is hurting the Magic the Gathering, the game, it's content creators. Yeah. Yeah, I'll and, take I, my said, and seconds I said back. that. Yeah, and I said I, that. I think it's what's being... What? <laughs> <laughs> they keep talking over each other. Yes, I said, I'll take yes. my 20 seconds back. Um I, I don't think that it's commander. I, I think it has more to do with what's being 
given to us, you know, what we're being baited with. Yeah, exactly. We can't help that Watsi is continuing to cater to us um, as commander players. You know, if they're concerned about the other formats, then they need to start showing more, mm-hmm. more to the other players. I mean, let's be Are- real. Modern Horizons 2 is Commander Legends. Basically. So. All right, let's talk a little bit about the unset updates. Nikki, what's going on with that? The unset is so fun. All right, I know that I just kind of took a dump on <laughs> Commander, but <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Just, just a, a little switch. bit. Now let's talk about all the cute Here stuff. <laughs> the format is still a fun, oh, fun format. So, Absolutely. Um the, the newest unset we have is Unfinity. I actually have some cards here. Here's some tokens. We got some clown robots. We got a a clown car. That's really fun. So some of these cards are legal in Commander. Um, I am building DK right now, Finder of the Lost. Uh, she cares about dice rolling. And so I actually, for people who follow along on our page, I was asking for Demir, because those are the that's the color combination, blue black. Uh, for Demir win win conditions because DK on her is her her own. She cannot win unless uh, I have ideas, but I don't want to spit them out because I want to destroy my fellow uh, compatriots here with my new deck. So <laughs> and keep it a surprise. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, unsets being legal in Commander. So instead of the regular silver border that they used to have, they are now printing this acorn icon at the bottom. I really thought Sammy just farted for a second because when you said that, <laughs> I, she I can face. fart all over the unsets if you'd like because I will. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I looked yeah. away for half a second and now we're talking about farts instead of cards. Yeah. That no, hilarious. It was just the way Sammy reacted to Nikki talking about the unset. <laughs> I was trying to find one of these stacks of cards near me has all of these unsets. But if you're, if um, you're listening to the so podcast, forever set. Go ahead. Going, uh, going back to what Desiree was saying is that, um, yeah, we kind of feed into this as commander players. We feed into the products that we have. So um, I really fed into the unset. I, I have to admit that. I mean, I think the unsets are fun, but I don't think that they should be commander legal. Um, you know, we ban cards because they're they're to this, they're to that. And now you're going to throw this insanity into a normal format. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me until you bring up your friend's conspiracy theory. And then it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see the cards that they made legal for this set? I only saw one of them. So if you looked at, okay, um, I know, where's that clown car? I have many things to say about this, so I'll wait till you guys are done. Um, I think it's fun, and because I used to take Commander super seriously, I was one of those people who built a near-level CEDH deck, and that was not fun. I was playing a game by myself, playing too late, and I understand, or Holland, sorry, I understand that this format is not for destroying people. That's like modern and stuff like that. This format mm-hmm. is for being social and talking to people yep. and being casual and having fun. That is what it is intended for. But that's not, um, that's what it was intended for, but that's not what it has become. For anybody who disagrees with that, go play on Spell Table for one hour. Gosh, yeah, so poor Bill is smart. Yeah, he really is. 
You three are ridiculous tonight. So jumping over to the comment, it says, wait, uh, I've been out of MTG Commander for a while, but I thought the unsets were just for fun, not legal in anything, including Commander. And that's true. Um, the unsets are a separate set. They are meant to be played within themselves only. However, they have recently decided to start making some of the unset cards legal. And that's where you know Mark a lot Rosewater of us are kind of salty about it. Yes, Mark Rosewater pushed for a lot of cards and said, well, why can't this be commander legal? Um, and he was really questioning it because he's it fits in the fun that it is supposed to be. So... I can't think. I mean, the word fun, yes. Commander is fun because you can sit there and, you know, politic each other to death. You can make deals back and forth. There's arguments and discussion that happens. It's not just, I need to play these cards, get them out as quickly as possible, and deal damage. Sammy, why are you raising your hand? <laughs> you can literally beg people not to swing at you in Commander. Yeah. So um at Magic 30, Mark Rosewater is actually gonna be hosting a panel uh talking about the unsets, and I definitely want to check that out just to get more of an idea from him firsthand why it is he's pushing this and what his plans are for it. Well, he has a whole, he's doing the infinity draft with people that sold out like that. Mm -hmm. It did. And that's on Saturday. I, I, and I wanted to, I wanted to so bad um, to, to buy that, but I couldn't. Can, can I say my piece about the unset? Go for it. If you have okay, to. That's why I was, that's if I have to, cause I do. Uh, that's why <laughs> I was raising my hand. Sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you guys. Uh, so I'm not a fan of the unsets. Uh, to me, I'm Spider-Man and they're Deadpool. That's literally how I view. Don't look at me like that. And that's, that's harsh. It. <laughs> it's like, no, it's fourth wall breaking, which is funny. Uh, I definitely enjoyed watching Nikki throw cards at her opponent to try to land them on creatures. That was entertaining to watch for me. Like I could watch an unset draft all day, but if it's in commander where I'm playing with serious cards and you have that Deadpool like character, like Nikki that comes out of like, you know, with this unset deck and things are happening and fourth walls are breaking. I'm just like, I'm sure. Hello. Um, here. I, okay. No, 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 no. That was me being like, hello, like, ma'am, excuse me. Sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying I'm um, too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh God. Tonight is clip one it. for the book. Clip it, clip it. There's your highlight. I'm done. Thanks, I'm dead. See, this is what you get on Twitch, guys. You get all the nonsense because when you go to the podcast, I promise you, we're going to cut a lot out. Oh, Mostly man. Sammy and her ums. Never the daddies. I no. <laughs> Daddy, uh, I played when they when they had uh what was it? What was the unset that um was legal for three months? It was the one with Grimlock in it, uh and Urza as the planeswalker. Yes, unsanctioned, I believe. I believe that one was the one with Grimlock in it. And for three months, man, I tell you. No, no. So what Bill has on the screen right now is a 
a list of cards from the latest Infinity that are commander legal. Um, if you don't use Scryfall, balls of fire, I, you should. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I didn't know your voice could go that high. Uh, <laughs> only on rare occasion. Okay, but ball of fire, because now I have to see this enchantment. Ball of fire is an enchantment for three and a red. When this enchantment enters the battlefield, you may put a name sticker on it. Whenever you put a sticker on this enchantment, it deals damage equal to the number of zeros in its name stickers. That's about as. O's. But yeah. That, that's literally like. Now we're wiping. putting stickers into it. That's literally like wiping before you shit. It makes no sense. So the, the heck out of commander is what that's doing. So that is a um, they when you open a pack, there is a sticker pack in it. There's a ruling that says that you have to have um, like unique stickers. Uh, I want to sticker my cards. And then no, well, do you play with sleeves? You're not stickering your cards. Oh, hold hold I don't on, Nikki. Put I am, stickers on my card sleeves. I am so sorry. Can we have a conversation real quick? Okay, I'm going to go back to us on full screen. I want to have a conversation real quick. Can we normalize uh, that new land card, the cryptic something or other, where you have to circle the lands or the colors before you put it into play? Do you know what land is that? Yeah, that is... That is a cryptic spires. Okay. Can we normalize just playing that and it being instead of it's having not that, a good land? Don't normalize that and don't tell these people that. that it's it's do it, guys. So it's like telling Stay people away. Temple of False God is a good card. Not a good card. I it's said bad. cryptic spires. Oh gosh. <laughs> Whoa, did y'all just go away, Dylan? Did y'all just say Temple of the False God is yes. not a good card? Yeah, okay. he did. Straight up, I'm going to tell you so why. Spin, and, and, and this is a little eye-opener for you. Any no, land no, that comes just, in... Just send your application for a producer of this yeah. podcast to Women of Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> At yahoo.com. No. Uh, <laughs> anything, <laughs> that <laughs> anything that comes in cash is not a good land. Don't advertise that to these people. I like cryptic spiders. Okay, well, what is, the, what is the point of Temple of the False Gods? I, I just read the card again, it's, it's and it's it's, a, it's annoying. Yeah. So no, you tap you, it, if, add two to your mana pool, no, activate no. this ability only if you control five or more lands. And Commander, that's a perfect land. That's a waste no. of time land. How, how is that a waste? If You're you draw have that in your you first that. hand, exactly. you, that's, that's shit. Okay, there's <laughs> this great new invention in uh, Commander. It's called a mulligan. Yeah. Why do I, I want a mulligan it, down, yeah. you know, waste my free mulligan because I have one shit land in my hand. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all are. I man. So I will tell you this build, the, the, the quickest way to improve any of your decks is, is not put false temple of the gods. Yes. It's improving your land base for a faster, more efficient mana. That's but if you don't know where to start, I'm that sorry. Is always a great place. If I remember right, the only time we played each other, I beat you down like you stole something in Singapore. So I don't want to hear it. That's because I brought a gun to a knife fight, Bill. <laughs> now let, let let's be honest, Nikki. I did bring a, a deck that was a little overpowered. I I, I did. I, I will say that. So. Oh, I agree with you. There, there was some light steel nonsense going on, and then the internet said, "Yeah, that's bullshit," and pulled the plug. 
So. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and move on. We've got to get to a few other things before we wrap it up. Um, let. Do we want to go into the Deadpool breakdown or do we want to go? I think for the sake of time, we really got to get into the Vox Machina. All right. I, um, I think that we need to do that one segment on the suffering and put more time yeah. into it. Okay. We only have about 10 minutes left, so we yeah, can do we that. Can, we can do we can do that right yeah, now. Yeah, we can go a couple minutes, minutes over today. Okay, so uh, Des, go ahead and uh, lead us into this. What is this, uh, the suffering spooky I'm thing? so excited. More. Can you bring up that picture for me? Absolutely. So way back in the day, way back when, um, this game came out on PlayStation and Xbox, and it scared the absolute shit out of me. Uh, I remember like peeking around the doorframe to watch the game because it was intriguing, but it just scared me. Um, it came out in 2004 and uh, it's based around this guy named Torque or T and he ends up going to prison for supposedly killing his wife and his two children. And the whole story is based around his journey through the prison, trying to get away from these creatures that have suddenly appeared and I mean, these creatures are terrifying. If you want to bring up the video real quick, we can watch a, yeah. the intro. And this this intro is actually only found in the game on the menu screen. Um, but it's going to show you, you know, some of the gameplay. You're going to see the god-awful graphics because they are 18 years old, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I said that right. They are, they are 18 years old, and I was scared of them, you know, hiding behind the door. All right. But you'll so see. We're going to get into the trailer for The Suffering. Let's take a look at this. People just dangling from the ceilings. Those men's shoulders. <laughs> He's very chiseled. I don't know what he thinks he's going to do with guns against supernatural creatures. Hey, it worked in Resident Evil. God. Exactly. <laughs> What the hell is that? Exactly. Oh, these guys. These guys oh, get the, the crap death out by of me. Yeah, that was the death by lethal yeah. injection creature. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, these guys too. Um, I, I well, I didn't have nightmares, but I used to like picture them coming creeping up the stairs on their little blade leg things. Yeah. So. For those of us watching the trailer right now, um, I'm sure you guys can grasp the concept of what's kind of going on. But once Tork gets to this prison, um, there's an earthquake that happens that causes a supernatural event to, to haunt the prison. And it brings back the prison's past. And the creatures are all representative of forms of uh, execution in... Um, the prison so hanging like you saw those creatures hanging from the ceiling uh lethal injection like those bug looking creatures um you know the electric chair stuff like that main um, liners says the yeah. strange 
They're called mainliners. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, so it's, go ahead, Des. Oh, um, yeah. So there's, there's like a, an earthquake or something that happens and it causes all of these creatures to appear. And it's the storyline is, you know, Torque fighting his way through all of these creatures. And as he's doing this, um, there's an actually really interesting element of the game where he's hearing his wife talking to him. And depending on how you as the player have him react to those voices that he's hearing, it kind of changes the way that the game is played. Bye, Pete. Uh, you can have a good Bye. one. Um, so it's all uh, first person or third person perspective. And you can play all of the views and actions in both elements. Um, so going back to the voices, it, it has a alternative ending. There's there's actually three alternative endings. So as you're playing, depending on what you choose to do. So if you choose to kill uh, a bystander, you know, you kill that person and you start hearing these angry voices that are talking to you. And the more aggressive, angry things that you do, the worse that you become. And you can actually get to the point of monstering it's it's monstering out. Um, it's it's an insanity meter. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this. Let me regroup. Sammy, take over. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I just had a complete mental breakdown. I apologize. Yeah, no, like I'm looking good. at myself on the screen, and I'm like, what am I trying to say? The words are not coming to me. Uh, so, like Des said, there I go with the us again. I swear. Uh, this is one hell of like a night, Desiree guys. Said, like Desiree said, there's three endings. Um, there's the good, the bad, and the middle ground. Um, <laughs> now I'm conscious of it. <laughs> Take it away, Nikki. You're the you're, help us, Nikki. You're okay, so let me, let, me, let me jump away from the gameplay. I want to talk about the reviews. So the game received primarily positive reviews. Um, a lot of critics felt that it was not actually a horror game. And uh, yes, the game did break me. See, all these years later, and I'm still fucking broken. Um, so it received primarily positive reviews, but the critics felt that it was a bad, um, or that it was a blend of action and horror that didn't really work and that it wasn't sufficient enough to be considered scary. Um, the game creator came back and said that, well, it's not an action horror type game. It's, or an, excuse me, an action survival game. It's actually an action horror game. And I don't like this format that he just put us in at all. Does anyone else like that? So I was just like, there hey. we go. <laughs> so Richard Rouse, um, he stated that the game is action horror as opposed to a game like Resident Evil or Silent Hill that would be considered survival horror. And a lot of people actually praise the creature design and the tone of the game um, and the game's morality system that I mentioned before with the insanity meter. So as you're controlling Torque from either the first person or third person perspective, um, like I said, you can go through and if you choose to kill uh, a non, what, what is it? Not NPR. What are they called? The non what people? The not main people in the game? Oh, NPCs? NPC? NPCs, thank you. Yeah, so if you choose to go after an NPC, then your insanity meter starts to spike. And then once it spikes so far, um, you're able to transform into a monster who can essentially tear its enemies apart. And uh, the the combos become more... of you be, more combos become available to you. And what's interesting is someone mentioned to me earlier today that has played the full game. As you're going through and filling up on this negativity, taking out the NPCs, it becomes more difficult to heal yourself. So if you were 
actually helping the NPCs the way that his wife is encouraging you to do so, then your healing time is actually more effective when you use the, there's these little pills, they're like xanthium pills or uh, zombium pills, zombium tablets. When you use those or when you inject yourself to heal, um, it's more effective. But yeah, so as you become more aggressive and more on the evil scale of things, it doesn't work as effectively. Um, I wanted to jump over to the weapons that are found in this game because like they're the, actually really interesting. I like the sense of morality in games. Um, you can see that yeah. present in things like Fable, um, mm-hmm. one of the uh, Star Wars games where you're leaning more Jedi or or uh, Sith-like, um, where Republic. your choices yeah, and your dialogue like options yeah. impact the game. I really like that. Yeah. So the weaponry in this... Um, of course, because it's a prison, it has to include a shiv. There's also axes, revolvers, dual you revolvers. You did not just pull out a knife. You pulled out a knife? I wasn't looking. Yeah, uh, but there's flamethrowers and M2 brownings, which I thought was really interesting. And uh, like Sammy was saying, most of the enemies in the game are representatives of different executions. So we have the uh, the slayers that are in there that represent decapitation. And those are the guys that are running around with the gnarly blades. Um, there's the marksmen. Those are the little dudes that jumped over and were shooting their legs. Like they bent over backwards and started firing like shotguns out of their legs. It's crazy. Uh, but those are the firing squad. The mainliners that we were talking about are the ones that have the the syringes for lethal injection. And then there's noosemen that represent hanging. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but there was this one creature that did this crazy spiral thing with chains going around. Those are the burrowers. And the burrowers actually represent being buried alive. Oh, so interesting. one thing I, I found really cool about these monsters is that when they're not killing the humans, as they frequently do, you find them fighting each other and avoiding light. So the flashlight is one of the tools that you can pick up throughout the game. And it becomes very important to find the flashlight and also to pick up um, batteries along the way. Mainlining uh-huh. is a drug thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is. I don't do drugs, so I don't know. I don't do drugs either, but I still know that. (laughs) I'm high off one. Uh, Let's see. So, So pulled by horses wasn't picked in this one. What'd you say? Oh, being being dragged by by horses. No, not today. That would have been super cool, though. Well, he's still killed by horses, but you know what I mean. Or a uh, what, what? What? What do you call that? The uh, Iron Maiden. That's another one. Are you talking about one. being drawn and quartered? Iron Maiden. Literally just about to say hangman, that. Right. I that's literally hang just man. That. Yeah, hang, hangman, drawn and quartered, <laughs> Iron Maiden. Okay, cool. Okay, so as Torque is going along and he's fighting all of these creatures and dealing with the NPCs around him. The truth about his wife and his children's death actually starts to come to him a little bit more as he goes along. And depending, again, on the player's actions, there are the three alternate endings. So there's a good ending where Torque essentially remembers exactly what happens to his wife and his kids. And uh, I don't know, chat. Do you want me to tell you what happens? Yeah. I don't think. Do you okay, want to play so, the game for yourself? Or do yeah, you the game's like 30 years old. Okay, okay, so the good ending, Torque okay. remembers what happens to his wife and kids. And unfortunately, they're killed by a couple of um, gangsters who work for this higher power that's out to get Torque. And, you know, they're able to come through and find this higher power of bad guy and take him in instead. That's just a very rough, because I don't want to spoil all of it. 
The bad ending is Tork remembers that he is the one who killed his family. And that in and of itself is pretty upsetting because, you know, who wants to wake up remembering that they killed their wife and kids? And my favorite ending in all of this, yes, Blaze, thank you. <laughs> Blaze actually assisted us with that video tonight. Thank you, Blaze. Um, Thanks, oh, Blaise. which reminds me, I am not on Twitch directly right now because I'm I'm doing our StreamYard. But if you see the strange in chat, go ahead and click on his name and give him a follow. He streams late nights, early mornings, and he does a wonderful job. He plays a lot of old school games and a lot of stuff that I haven't heard of, but I really enjoy watching. And he's got a voice that could put anybody to sleep in a oh, very yeah, good he way. Is so he is so <laughs> strange. He can get anybody to laugh. So my favorite ending out of all of this, again, after talking to Blaze about it, is the neutral ending where Twerk remembers that he accidentally killed his wife during a discussion. And out of revenge, his eldest son drowned his younger brother before killing himself. And what makes the neutral ending more interesting is that the good ending and the bad ending, you know, you can find a way to get yourself to those endings based off your actions. Whereas the neutral ending Blaze said is more of a mistake and it, or it takes more effort. So depending oh, on how you're playing, you know, it's, it's easy to make those good decisions over and over again. But if you're kind of neutral to them, you don't pay attention to the NPCs, you're indifferent. Or if you're actually trying to, to find this neutral ending, it becomes more difficult because every decision you make has to be weighed. Um, the suffering ended up being a commercial success, selling over 1.5 million units worldwide on all platforms. And they released that on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Perfect to pick up for the spooky season since we are yeah. in October. Yeah, definitely. So definitely give that a whirl. I'm sure well, it'll who's... probably be available on PlayStation Plus Store and the Microsoft Store if you guys wanted to download it onto your consoles. And it's probably on Steam also. When it's actually not on games, Steam. Like I can't really find a lot of horror games that like just come to mind off of based off. Of, okay, so I can't think of a lot of horror games, but like the ones that you think of are like Silent Hill, Resident Evil, and those are so heavily commercialized. So <laughs> I like finding more options of horror games to play, even though I'm a little chicken shit and I'll quit halfway through. So. <laughs> I mean, going back to this game is really fun because, you know, we've evolved quite a bit in 18 years with gameplay and graphics. So it's not nearly as scary as it was when I was a kid, but it's still interesting enough. And the storyline alone keeps me engaged and I plan on downloading it. So I'm going to link um, the site where you can actually pick up the game into the main chat for everybody yeah, because no, I, we were... I highly oh, encourage sorry, it. My bad. Uh, I just wanted um, I, to mention really quickly that it's on sale or it, when I found the link, it was on sale for two forty nine. So hopefully $2 it's still at that price. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's um, too rich for my blood. Well, I hate to jump in and interrupt, but speaking of links, we do have a new link that we need to share and I'm going to run that right now. Tell us oh, more yes. about this. Um, so this is a local um, game store, um, Tier 1 Games, um, owned by a good friend of ours, uh, the three of us, uh, Damien Brunson. He's fantastic. Um, I've known him for almost 10 years now. Awesome guy. Um, he's, yeah, awesome guy. He's Very nice provided um, everyone, whether you're into Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, doesn't matter. If you go to tier1games.com and you put in the code um, WOG10, so that's all capital W-O-G-10, 
you'll get 10% off of your online order. Um, and you can choose to do an online order and pick it up in store also. So um, that's also pretty good too. So if you plan on building okay. a new commander deck or you're looking for cards, he's got a really, really vast variety of cards, which is um, he's definitely one of my go-tos for, for magic um, when it comes to singles. Awesome. Oh, sure. I, I would also like, uh, just for transparency's sake, uh, when she says a local game store, Tier 1 Games is actually on the West Coast. Sorry, so, yes. No, 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 you're yes. totally fine. I will never promote anything my local game store does. So uh, yeah. I just want to make sure that we understand that this is a West Coast Don't game store. ever uh, slight Bill. Like Bill, for starters, <laughs> are you a Scorpio? No. Okay. No. Well, don't I, ever I, I'm, a, I'm a Virgo, but I'm I'm just a I'm jaded. Virgo. I'm a recovering journalist. So. There you go. Ah. Yeah. To, to add <laughs> to add to this, um, he will be a vending at Magic Thirty. So if you guys are going to be at Magic Thirty, um, Tier One Games will be there. Um, so you guys could stop by and say hi. You know, introduce yeah. yourselves. And yeah. you know, say hi and, to us. Yeah, definitely. Take pictures with us. Yeah, say I hi know to there them. was some discussion about uh, in in our uh, Magic group. About who's going to Magic Thirty? We need to meet up. So yeah, yeah, we're uh, definitely, definitely going to be planning that. To that time we're gonna we're gonna have like a some type of meet and greet. I want to see if there's a like a bar or something nearby the convention center where we can all meet. Excuse me, where we can all meet up and hang out. Yeah, you know, I'm grab a couple good. of drinks, something. So so once again, if you are looking to buy Magic product, especially singles online, definitely check out tier1games.com. And the one is the number one. And don't spell out O-N-E. Just do tier, the number one, games.com. Tier1games.com. Use the promo code WOG10 for 10% off your order. And we want to thank Tier 1 Games for being an awesome thank uh, partner. Thank, thank you, you for what they're doing. Thank you. So really quickly. Back to my game, because I love that game. Uh, Reddit has been calling for a remake, labeling it as a cult classic and top underrated horror games. So if you do decide to check it out and you like it, please jump on that Reddit thread and try to get the noise moving with it, because I would love to see a remake. I'd love to see it, too. Definitely. All right. So before we go, we definitely we're probably not going to get to Deadpool tonight, but we've put that off for two weeks in a row. So next week, I think we're going to have to lead with the Deadpool. Third time's a charm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we do have to talk a little bit about Vox Machina Legend, uh, the Legend of Vox Machina season two. Wow. This is just uh, amazing. Excited. It's fun stuff. And I tell you what, let's just do this. Let's watch the little clip that they have previewed here for us. Alarm bells. I suddenly feel overdressed. Um, this part of the show. I love Pike and Krog. The call to arms! Everyone move! Gamlin. <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm so ready. 
January. I'm so ready. Wait, where was Percy and all that? Well, I think Gone that's just forever. a clip. Yeah, it's just a little sample clip. It's not much of a uh, a trailer as much as it is a preview clip. I see. Okay. Yeah. I was like, where's Percy? I love him. But it, it looks amazing. I think it's going to be fun. It's great. And uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh. oh. Somebody's yeah. trying to throw hands right now. Aurelia's <laughs> mommy says Deadpool isn't the greatest anyway. Hmm. Pretty I don't know how to feel about this. world would disagree. Uh, <laughs> all right. we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into that next yeah. week but overall thoughts Nikki are you excited about uh, season 2 of Vox Machina you know I'm going to be honest I didn't uh -oh. watch the first season um, but I have heard of it and, it and I did watch like a few clips and it is very fun It's just, I think at the time I bogged my brain down with a lot of like D&D-esque like content so mm -hmm. um, but yeah it does look great I really want to give it a spin, so and I know Dylan. Dylan has watched it. Like he, uh, he, uh, what, what do you, what do you call it? Binge watched it. Binge watched it. There you go. Brain fart. Okay. Uh, Ooh, just to... kidding. Ooh, I guess somebody doesn't want to die just today. Kidding. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Des. How about you? Uh you know, I I watched here and there of season one and I liked it but you know I'm busy so I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and watch TV but I'm definitely looking forward to binging as soon as I can absolutely Sammy um, I'm super excited man I binge watched this that series in two days and it reminded me a lot of Invincible and I loved Invincible Just I the, love the Invincible please mm -hmm. give yeah. me more of that mm -hmm. yes <laughs> yeah no like if you if you like Invincible or you like really more adult shows that don't really hold back like cyberpunk headrunners and stuff like that mm -hmm. i definitely recommend you guys watch fox machina the legend of fox machina online i'm not a critical role person i haven't seen any of their stuff i know that they're great um i'm also not a dungeons and dragons fan um as far as like just because of personal experiences with dungeon masters um but man did i love those characters and i i was laughing my butt off at anything Scanlan or Krog did. Um, so I definitely recommend watching it. It is a an adult animation. Do not watch it while your kids are around. Absolutely. So. It, is, it is also melatonin. melatonin. It's what, Bill? NSFW. It is NSFW. Okay, yes. but real quick, I'll, I'll give my my thoughts. Okay, Tabitha and I binge watched it. Uh, we we were like we were looking for something new to watch, and I said, "Well, let's give this a shot because I am a huge Critical Role fan." And we watched the first episode, and we laughed so hard. And then that just made us binge watch it. It was amazing. It was great. However, I'm cautiously optimistic for season two. Number one, season two of TV shows over the last 20 years has traditionally been the best season. I'm talking Sopranos, Sons of Anarchy, Game of Thrones. These are Game all shows that season it. two uh, was by far and away the best. So I'm cautiously optimistic, but also at the same time, uh, the animated Harley Quinn series on uh, HBO Max. I hear that's doing phenomenally. It it is very good. One, but season two uh, towards the end, and then season three that we're watching now, it's effing terrible. So I'm I'm. I like Harley Quinn. You like the season really, other than I, the 
the episode. I think she means the character. Yeah. Oh. No, the show. I, I enjoy oh, the show. Really? I think it's fun. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you're right. There's definitely the like, they, they definitely lose some of their oomph in two and three, but overall it's still fun. You know, Harley's still Harley and okay. Poison Ivy. I mean, she's just the shit. Yeah. I, I like her agree. too. But it, now that the shock factors wore off a little bit, I'm a little worried about it, but I can just my opinion and my wife's as well. Uh, season three has really suffered. The only thing about season three that I've liked so far is the award show where the girls are singing like Joker do. Uh, that, that, that part's funny, but beyond that, uh, season three is really suffering. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, hopefully more good things will come out of it then. Well, better good things. Absolutely. Final thoughts as we get ready to wrap this up. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to throw a couple of links in the chat again. Um, the first one, unfortunately, I have not changed the group uh, URL name yet, but that is the link for the Facebook Pokemon, Women of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And like we said, we are at 98 members on that. So any Pokemon lovers you know, send that link to them, have them join up. We're going to be doing that giveaway as soon as we hit 100. And second... If it will paste, I'm going to throw in the women of Magic the Gathering group. Um, like I said, we just hit 1516 in there. So we're going to be Ooh, doing a big giveaway. Files. Uh, yeah. yeah, that, that greater oromancy is no joke. And what, what was the other one? Omniscience. Omniscience. Hell yeah. Omniscience. Greater oromancy is like 80 bucks. I'm sorry. I'm going to. I call shenanigans. Oh, I thought that was greater oromancy. Sorry. It's not omniscience. It's omniscience. Yes, omniscience. I did say omniscience the first time I ever saw it. I was like, what the hell is omniscience? omniscience. No, 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 no. That's like saying Athens is Athens. No. It's like saying Kalidas is Kalitas. You can't Are you joking right now? No, I'm being dead serious. It's it's (laughs) linguistically speaking, and I I don't know much about this life, but I know that linguistically (laughs) speaking, it's it should be pronounced omniscience. So again, if you would like to be a producer for our show, please send (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo.com. Thank you. (laughs) Nikki, before we go, I know you wanted to talk about real quick uh, a spooky game. Oh, uh, I was just thinking that for for next. Yeah, next week. Oh, yeah, next, we have more oh, spooky okay. games to talk about oh, next week. Absolutely. Sammy. Uh I uh final thoughts on this episode, I suppose. Yeah. Uh well, Commander isn't ruining magic, it's dividing it. Um there I go saying that word again. Sorry. Guys, if you have stuck it out with yeah. us this far tonight, thank you so much. You're the real heroes. You are the MVP. <laughs> Sam- Yes, you are. We couldn't do this without you because clearly Sammy and I do not have a brain tonight, or maybe we're using half of the same one and it's just not working out for us. I don't know, but you guys are here and we love you for it. DK can find you a new brain. Oh, fantastic. So my final (laughs) producer of this show is I want to throw the code up there one more time for tier1games.com. Make sure you use the promo code WOG10 for 10% off of your order. Check them out. We want to thank them again for being a great partner. And before we go, we, you know, 13 episodes in, we want to thank all of you, not for just hanging out with us for this long during this episode, but for (laughs) sticking with us. Uh, Yay. 
Jay, it's always a blast. Thank you. We want to send a special shout out to you guys, because without you, we wouldn't even be doing this. So thank you all so much. And I'll wrap my thoughts up with this. Guys, we live in some really uncertain times and gaming is a great space to escape from some of the harsh realities, but don't oh, forget for sure. those realities are still going to be there. And with that in mind, if you can't find someone that's being kind or being nice, then be the person that's being kind or being nice. Yeah. Or send them be the change that we want to make in this community. Amen. <laughs> or in the oh. world period. <laughs> but yeah. So again, thank you so much, guys. We love you. We appreciate you. We will be back next week, 630 on Thursday. So we'll see you then. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Women of Gaming podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.